Welcome to 340B Insight from 340B Health. Hello from Washington, D.C., and welcome back to 340B Insight, the podcast about the 340B drug pricing program. I'm David Glendinning with 340B Health. Our guest today is Bupinder Carr, a business analyst and 340B coordinator for North Bay Healthcare Group in California. Bupinder is an expert on data analysis and the important role that it plays in 340B. Earlier this year, she presented on the topic at the 340B Coalition Winter Conference in San Diego. We caught up with her right after her presentation to speak a bit more about best practices for analyzing 340B data and the advantages that data analysis can provide for a hospital or health system's 340B program. But before we go to that interview, let's take a minute to cover some of the latest news about 340B. The Cleveland Plain Dealer recently published an opinion piece on 340B written by Dr. Sherry Williams, a pulmonary critical care specialist and past president of the medical staff for the Metro Health System in Cleveland. Dr. Williams is also a member and past chair of the 340B Health Board of Directors. In her op-ed, she describes how, at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic, 340B served as a lifeline for Ohio hospitals and their patients. In 2021, Metro Health received more than 500 patient transfers from critical access hospitals and other rural facilities that stabilized severely ill patients until they could be transferred to a higher acuity setting. 340B savings played a major role in helping the hospitals achieve this. Such rural facilities rely on 340B to stay in operation, and Metro Health relied on 340B to help cover the costs of caring for these patients amid spikes in overtime pay, supply costs, and other fees. Dr. Williams notes that while this was occurring, drug companies were increasingly imposing restrictions on 340B pricing for drugs dispensed to contract pharmacies. She said these actions were, quote, cutting strands of the healthcare safety net during a time of unprecedented strain, end quote. She concludes the piece by stating that the problem is getting worse and must stop before the safety net suffers permanent damage. Please visit the show notes to read the op-ed by Dr. Williams and share it with your colleagues. It's a compelling read. And now for our feature interview with Bupinder Carr. Bupinder was one of the scores of 340B subject matter experts who brought their expertise to the community through the most recent 340B Coalition Winter Conference. Miles Goldman caught up with her just after her presentation to learn more about 340B data analysis. Here's that conversation. Thank you, David. I'm joined by Bupinder Carr, who is with North Bay Healthcare Group in California. Bupinder, welcome to 340B Insight. Thank you for having me. And uh, really appreciate you coming because you have just joined us right after your presentation at the conference. So you came, came over here right after the Q&A. Yes, I did. It, it was a good turnout. And uh, we're going to be talking more, kind of an ex- expansion upon the conversation that happened in your session on uh, 340B data analysis, a, a topic that I know matters to a lot of our listeners. Yes, 
it's, you know, day-to-day and kind of what the 340B world deals with. So it's nice to kind of go in detail and talk about what we all do and get more information out there for everyone. Absolutely. What was your professional journey to becoming a 340B data analyst in your current role? Yeah, I started out in 2012 in the pharmacy world as a volunteer to kind of just see what it was about. I never thought it would become a career, but here we are. I went into um, initially the buyer role and kind of just expanded and grew up the ladder from there. Uh, That's kind of where I was exposed to the 340B initially. Kind of just brought more interest as to how it works, what are the components, what we need to focus on, and kind of just grew from there. Work into the contract pharmacy end, um, and then I got my MBA, and I feel like that's really good to have because we're doing a lot of the analysis and dealing with the data, so it's, it's a good backbone to have. Well, let's talk more about your day-to-day. What does a 340B analyst do, and, and what are the types of projects you work on? Yeah, so day-to-day is always very different. You can never have a consistent day. Some of the items that a data analysis will work on includes analysis of the annual or quarterly spending with the 340B savings or the revenue. It's very key to kind of display that information to your C-suite to kind of see the importance of the 340B program. Another thing is kind of just upkeeping the 340B program. That includes uh, policies and procedures, making sure the contracts are valid and up-to-date, doing the internal audits, doing the fulfillments of commitments with the vendors, including like consignment. And then uh, TPA upkeeps, you want to make sure that they're up-to-date. That may include any amendments or changes with the locations you have in both contract pharmacy or split billing. And then the quarterly 340B price file, I think that's kind of overlooked, but it's definitely an important part of the data analysis. So it's certainly a pretty expansive role. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't cover majority of it. There's other moving parts that you kind of deal with day to day, just depending on your organization and kind of what is needed from you. What would you say are the largest overall challenges with configuring 340B data? Yeah, I think there's a lot of moving parts, but I think one important detail is kind of working with the TPAs. Every organization has a different TPA, and the data set that's compatible with them is always different based off of what you are able to provide. Just kind of working with that and configuring that data to work for both sides, that's always challenging. And then I think just having your support from your teams, especially the C-suite or different departments, that's always hard because you want the information that you know is there, but it's just getting the access to it. So accessibility is always a different, difficult part. I want to talk more about the auditing and compliance work you do. Are there situations in auditing where necessary data is difficult to obtain or requires multiple steps to accurately distinguish? Yes, all the time. As you're working with data elements from different TPAs and using what you're able to provide in your organization, There's a lot of VLOOKUP and pivot table usage to get to the outcome that works and is easily displayed for all team members on either side. And how have you overcome those challenges? You have to work with the different departments and kind of just show your need for that data. I think providing a number value of what your program is capable of or what is contributing towards the organization 
I think that helps because it shows the importance of why you need the data and what it's being used for. In terms of compliance, do you also work on annual 340B recertification? And what are the steps involved in that process for you? Yes, I do conduct the annual 340B recertification for my covered entity. I feel like having a universal crosswalk that displays every location with the key components that are needed really helps with this process. goes a lot smoother. Some of the steps that include um, are verifications of the locations through your cost report. So you want to check there's revenue expenses listed. You can also check the address as well. I think that's also key, especially with the COVID locations. Um, Some locations have closed down, so they've moved. And then also running like a contract pharmacy site revenue reporting to kind of remove any non-generating locations. You also want to check with your TPAs or your contract pharmacy vendors to see if the location fees are affected when you do that. So take that into consideration when you're removing non-generating sites. In your presentation, you discuss the 340B financial analysis work you do for your hospital. How does your health system executive leadership use the 340B data you provide to make decisions? As every healthcare system, numbers go a long way with loss or revenue. So I feel like having that number for the 340B program overall kind of supports you in any potential changes that you want to make. Um, You know, changing an NDC to removing a site location or adding a site location, if you're able to show the value of that, C-suite is usually there to back you up. So, and then also providing education about what 340B is. If you're initially starting up with introductions, that's always a great topic. How do you go about educating your colleagues and and executive leadership on, on 340B? Yeah, so I always usually recommend the 340B University to new hires to kind of just game through it to see if they have any questions, what they understand, what they don't understand. And then I also do a annual 340B competency for team members that are kind of interactive with the 340B program to kind of just keep them up to speed with the changes, make sure they're aware of the changes and kind of know what to do and where to go to find the information. So you make the exam up yourself. You create it. Yeah, I do make it myself. It is just a few questions, but it mirrors the changes that have recently occurred within our organization or the 340B program itself. It's great that you're providing that professional development to your colleagues. What type of financial analysis does your health system leadership request most often? I think mostly it's a budget analysis. I feel like that's kind of very important, especially with the COVID crisis within every organization. The budget is key to kind of making sure we're in par with that. And then with the drug spend, you always want to stay below the numbers. But if you are able to show the need for what you have and what you've spent, um, I think that's always a good backbone to have. I imagine there was a lot of moving parts in the financial analysis during COVID with everything going on with the budget? Oh, yeah, of course. Like I said, we had location closures, so that was always a change. And then like the cost centers, just moving around, upkeeping with that. Does your financial analysis support efforts to communicate about how your hospital is using its 340B savings? Yes, we have a 340B impact profile that we upkeep. 
and we update on annual basis when we do the recertification. And we use that to present to newcomers or just like if we have someone interested within our organization, we provide that for them. We also have like uh, charity cards for our patients um, that social services use on behalf of the pharmacy department. Still thinking about financial analysis, but more of a compliance type question. Um, why is the 340B quarterly price file important to the analysis? Have, have you found any techniques to use more effectively the OPA 340B pricing database? Yeah, so the quarterly price file update is important because we want to be charging correctly to our patients, right? We want to charge for what we are actually getting to kind of transfer the 340B savings to them. But it kind of also goes into we want to get paid for what we charged as well because that price file represents the payers. It is always a difficult process, but working with your wholesaler and your IT team definitely helps. Having that line of communication between both is what's needed. And using various programs like Excel or Access definitely helps. Do you have an example of where you analyzed the data and found a way to make your hospital's program more efficient and then were able to implement it? We had a contract pharmacy that we initially signed up on. And it was a couple of months and there was no movement of the claims. And so we you know, reach out to the TPA to have them kind of give us an understanding of what's going on. So they looked into it deeper, investigated, and found out that the reporting from the contract pharmacy to them was not occurring correctly due to an error. And so just having any sort of oddball things that you identify in any reports is always good to look into and investigate and analyze and make sure that it makes sense to why that either is zero or a high number or negative number and just kind of follow through with the process. So we're still waiting on as to how to complete it or what the complete process is going to be just because it's been a few months, they need to go back view the data, and kind of figure out what's been going on. So it sounds like it's a bit of a lengthy process from when you identify the error to actually, you know, making changes. Yeah, it is definitely lengthy. You know, when you first initially find the problem, you want to run the analysis to where you can support it, figure out what's going on, why you're kind of reaching out to your vendor or TPA. Then you go to your TPA, have them run it based off of their end do the analysis, figure out what's working for them, what isn't working, and then, you know, kind of get together and figure out the solution for that. So it definitely takes time because, you know, there's multiple covered entities for every TPA. So it's always good to reach out and then just keep on it. Well, that certainly sounds like important advice. So appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much, Bupinder, for taking the time to join us today here at the 340B Coalition Conference. It's been great to discuss a subject that I know is so important to so many of the people here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Our thanks again to Bupinder Carr for sharing her take on 340B data analysis with conference goers and podcast listeners alike. Want to hear more from 340B experts? Register for the 340B Coalition Summer Conference in Washington, D.C. on August 1st through 3rd. There are nearly 50 conference sessions and pre-conference workshops already planned, 
And featured speakers include Carol Johnson, the administrator of the Health Resources and Services Administration, and Dr. Ameka Egwim, the new director of the HRSA Office of Pharmacy Affairs, which administers 340B. Early bird registration discounts for the conference expire soon, so be sure to visit the link in the show notes today to learn more about the event and sign up to attend. We look forward to meeting more of you there. As always, we welcome your feedback and episode ideas. You can email us at podcast at 340behealth.org. We will be back later in the month. As always, thanks for listening and be well. Thanks for listening to 340B Insight. Subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, visit our website at 340bpodcast.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at 340B Health and submit a question or idea to the show by emailing us at podcast at 340bhealth.org.